Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of the Chase McAndrew Podcast. I'm your host, Chase McAndrew, and here today I am talking about the 1982 science fiction masterpiece, science fiction, science fiction classic, Blade Runner, directed by Ridley Scott, written by Hampton Fancher and David Peoples, and starring Harrison Ford at the height of his stardom after he had done Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and had just gotten off of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So this was him at the peak of his career. He was hit. He he was in a hit after hit after hit. And this movie was a box office failure. It made only like 10 or 11 million above its box office when, you know, Star Wars and Indiana Jones, the three films he had been in in those franchises, had done way more than their budgets, you know, 300 million more, something like that, above their budgets. So when you watch, so when you have this movie and you're like, oh, it made you know, 10 or $11 million more, and still to this day in 2021, this movie is talked about. This movie is loved or hated. I love it. It's my third favorite movie of all time. It's, I, I'm, I mean, Every time I watch this 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 movie, something different sticks out to me, and I've seen this movie. I don't know, twenty, twenty five, thirty times since I first watched it less than a decade ago. I don't know exactly when this was, probably. A decade to 15 years ago at this point, my dad had the two-disc special edition. Uh, the final cut, by, by the way, is the version that I'm reviewing. Um, and it's the, it's the one that I've seen by far the most. I've seen, there's five cuts of this film. I've seen the theatrical cut. And hold on one second. Let me see which one it was. I don't remember. It was the theatrical and the director's cut and the final cut. I have yet to see the work print or the international cut. I have not seen either of those. I want, There's a Blu-ray that I want to get that hopefully one day I will. But, but anyway, um, it's like a five-disc thing of all five of the movies. It's ridiculous. Um, but anyway, for years, this movie was sitting in a basket in the, in the, I don't know, the, the, not the entertainment center, but like the table underneath the TV at my house when I was a kid. And it just sat there, and I was just like, this is a Harrison Ford movie I've never seen, because Harrison Ford is, is the biggest 
thing on the front cover, and then he has his gun held out at the bottom of it, and then you see Zora with the snake, Terrell at the bottom, you see Sean Young as Rachel, you see Ryder Howard, you see Johanna, and and you see you see the character of J.F. Sebastian, and, and I just like, what is this movie, Blade Runner? And then like every once in a while, I would turn around, and then you you would see Sean Young, and then you see Harrison Ford, and then and then you see Daryl Daryl Hannah, and then the character I can't I can't remember the guy's name he plays J.F. Sebastian. And then you would, and then you see Rucker Howard, and every single time, I don't know why, I thought that was really Scott, like they were doing like a take or something. Yeah, I, I don't know why either, but I did for many years. I'm like, why is, why is Ridley Scott, why is, why does he have white hair? I mean, it made no sense to me until one day I'm like, oh, it's just Rucker Howard. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, um. I, I again, I I love this movie. It's it's like the first time I watched it, the first like four or five times I watched this movie, I was like, "What the hell is this thing?" Like it makes no sense. It, it's so weird. It's so artsy. It's just so it's weird. It's it's really slow. The music is great in it, but it just it's it's a weird film. And then after those those five times, I started, like, and every time in those five five times, I started noticing different things and liking it more and more, but after that fifth time or whatever it was, I just started loving this film, and for however, however many years I've been watching this movie for, I just, I, I can't get enough of it. I mean, I will be watching something on television, like Family Guy or something, and then all of a sudden, I'll just be thinking about Blade Runner because something in the show will be Blade Runner-esque. And I'll just be like, I want to watch Blade Runner again. And then I'll get in that sci-fi mood mood where I'll watch it and then I'll watch other sci-fi stuff. And I just, I, I just, I just, I love it, man. Every time I watch this movie, I, I just, I, I can't stop. It, it, it's two, it's just under two hours. And for that, on just under two hours, I'm locked in. I can't, I just, I can't stop watching and thinking about this film. It gets in my mind. I love it so much. It's just, Harrison Ford is really, really good in this film. He's so how do I how do I, how do I say this? He's so emotionless. The character of Rick Deckard, which might be my favorite character of his, more than Han Solo and Indiana Jones. But like, yeah, man, the character of Deckard. Is just so emotionless. But when he shows emotion, it's almost weird. Like, 
Harrison Ford, it, 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 it's pretty well known that Harrison Ford was not given a lot of direction from Ridley Scott in the film because Ridley Scott was, was having to make sure that everything around him was, you know, working properly with the effects and the lighting and the rain and the and just the world around it, around Harrison Ford and all the other actors was going good. Speaking of the world around him, um, the sets, the atmosphere, the lighting, the rain, the the smoke, the, uh, the mist or whatever you want to call it, dude. It's incredible. I don't think... I don't think there's a daylight shot in this entire movie. But my God, is it freaking gorgeous. I mean, it's not even funny. There's a shot where it's, where there's a, when he, when, when Decker goes into the Tyrell Corporation for the first time and he meets uh, Tyrell and his is Rachel his assistant, I'm guessing? And and there's a sunlight, and the sun's behind them, and it's just, like, glaring in to them, and it's just, like, it's the brightest part of the entire movie. It's, it's incredibly beautiful. And I'm not saying the whole movie should have been like that, just that scene has always stood out to me because of that. This movie invented... Steampunk, cyberpunk, whatever you want to call it. I know they're two, two different things. But it's, I mean, you look at Sid Mead's artwork that he did in the pre-production for this movie. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. And it literally comes, comes to life in this film. It's one of the coolest worlds I've ever seen in a movie, ever. If you've ever seen, I think I've talked about it before, Ghost in the Shell, that first film, or even the show, or even the, even the live-action movie from 20, was it 16, 17, something like that, it's very... Very, very heavily inspired by Blade Runner. The anime Akira, also very heavily inspired by Blade Runner. This, this, any cyberpunk video game that we see, like the game Cyberpunk that came out late last year or earlier this year, whenever it was, Looks like Blade Runner. Dark, dystopian-ish, overcrowded population, rain, you know, bright neon lights. This movie is its own thing. And it launched an entire subgenre of storytelling. It's amazing. Even the sequel is... The exact same thing. It's what I I love Blade Runner twenty four 
49. Not as much as this film. But they the, the one thing that they got, one the one of many things I should say, they got absolutely right in that film was the look. It, it looks just like what this movie, it's ridiculous. So what's the story of this movie? Um, replicants are basically androids that look just like humans, but their emotions aren't matured, I guess is what I, what the word that I would use. They're very childlike, especially Roy, our main bad guy, played by Rutger Hauer. And Rutger Hauer in this movie as Roy Batty, RIP my friend, is Creepy, hilarious, childlike, funny, menacing, all in one, pretty much. It's, it's, Rutger Hauer in this film is so good. He almost, he, he basically does steal the film, especially in the last, like, ten minutes of it. His his tears in the rain speech that he improvised on set, like, it might be my favorite ever off-the-cuff speech in a movie. I mean, ever. It's, it's, it's unreal how good that speech is. It's so well done. It's so good. By the way, I should say that this movie is based off of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. I've never read the book. I heard it's different from the movie, but I still want to read the book. Um, no, this is... If you've never seen this film... And I wouldn't, for me, I wouldn't call this call these two a negative. But if you've never seen this film, or haven't seen it in a, in in quite a number of years, or in a number of years, go into it knowing it's not a Star Wars. It's not action heavy. It's not, you know, guns firing every couple minutes, or you know. Laser swords, as George Lucas used to say, you know, clashing every couple minutes. This is a crime science fiction movie about a cop finding these four replicants who have who have illegally come to Earth, and he has to take them down. It's very slow paced, but I don't care. It says here in on the back of the of the of the DVD, uh, back of the back of the back of the DVD, it says visually spectacular, which it is, intensely action packed and powerfully prophetic in its debut. Okay, 
Visually spectacular? Absolutely. Powerly prophetic? Absolutely. Intensely action-packed? It's intense when it's there, but it's not an action-packed movie at, at, at all. It's very slow. It's very dialogue-heavy. It's very... Um... This movie is also well known that Decker doesn't detect, really. Stuff kind of comes to him or gets thrown his way. Stuff stuff, stuff like that. Um, but it's not the most action-heavy movie. Like, like I said earlier, it's not Star Wars, sir. But I really don't care because... Like I've been saying this entire re- re- review, every time I watch this film, something new, I love more about it. It's my favorite Ridley Scott film, and it's, my, it's probably my favorite straight science fiction film over 2001 Space Odyssey, E.T., any of the good Star Trek movies, um, Alien, which Ridley Scott also directed, Aliens, um, and even the old, in even its own sequel, uh, Blade Runner 2049. I love this movie. I'm, I have to give it an A+. Like I said, my third favorite movie of all time. Just behind... The original Star Wars trilogy and the and the Indiana Jones original trilogy. I love this movie. I'm kind of a Harrison Ford fan. If you couldn't tell, I love it. It's great. Harrison Ford in the late seventies, early eighties could do no wrong. <laughs> well, in the seventies and the eighties, because the the Indiana Jones tr- trilogy goes till the end of the 80s. But anyway, uh, yeah, Harrison Ford in the late 70s and the 80s could do no wrong. There we go. Fixed it. Um, yeah, there's that. I just wanted to put, I, I just wanted to watch this movie today. So I did. And um, give you guys my thoughts on this masterpiece of science fiction that influenced so much in a science fiction subgenre, and um, I love it. So I will talk to you guys later, and um, probably gonna do a band ranking or a couple maybe, um, in the next couple days or so, something like that. Maybe in the next week. I'm not sure. I'll have to let you guys know, but um. Yeah, that's about it. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Bye.